now, it's time for... No, I don't live in my parents' basement. A show that covers comics, movies, music, pop culture, and everything in between. Here's your host, BJ Kennard. Welcome to the show. I am BJ Kennard. I am joined once again by the Sultan of Stats, Jeff Vagas from FantasyFootballEmpire.com. Welcome. How's it going, Kennard? Uh, going good. Uh, I won my fantasy team this week. Uh, we won. And I wasn't supposed to. Well, you know, that's the, the beauty of it all. Is It was a crazy week last week. you got to admit, with all these injuries, um, some of them are devastating. You know, a, lot of, a couple of first-round picks are going to be out for the year, unfortunately, or at least for five or six weeks. So uh, we'll get into it in a second. But uh, it's, it was a crazy week, too, in the NFL. Yeah, and I just got to take a quick second to uh, do a little bit of round of applause for one Dak Prescott because – before he took the field, I was projected to lose by like, I was like a 20% chance of winning. And then he comes on and just gets me 56.8 points. And, uh, and Matt Ryan was who I was going up against. My man got 38 points. And I saw that and I'm like, what's going on? Uh, you know, same game. So like points are ticking up and down and up and down. And, and so I ended up winning and I feel pretty amazing. And because also in that game, I have Cal- Calvin Ridley, who last week you were very high on and had a heck of a game. Yeah. You know, here's, I, I promised to myself this year that I would not watch a certain fantasy football show that comes on Sunday mornings on a famous TV station. Right, we'll, yeah. we'll just, we'll leave it at that. Yeah. And, and I just happened to turn it on just to see. And they had mentioned about the offensive line for Dallas. Their starting left tackle was, was ruled out. And they're talking about how bad that offensive line is going to be. Dak Prescott's not going to get any, you know, he's going to be hurried and sacked. It's not going to be a good game for him. So what do I do? I pull, I left Prescott in my fantasy leagues, but in my DraftKings leagues, my money leagues, uh, I, I took him out and I put in on, I don't know, I think it was Aaron Rodgers because I, I, had, I had Adams going at wide receiver. So uh, that didn't work out so well. He, no. he didn't do it well. And it cost me some money. So that, that should have been – that's an omen there. I will, I, or it was a sign. Mm-hmm. I will not watch any other influential shows on, on Sunday morning that will sway me from going with my initial decision. Yeah, and I, I did DraftKings this week because I told you last week I was going to give it a whirl. And uh, yes. for a little bit, I had like, I was going to be one in $5. And of course, you know, and everything swings back and forth. And right. I, I, I have a play right now where I did the Monday, Thursday game. Uh, so I'm still up in the air uh, on this one. But it was a lot of fun. And I want to mention when you were talking highlights last week or players to look out for, uh, especially for DraftKings, you mentioned a person that I had not heard of. And I even had to say, how do you say his name? And that was Janu. Smith and your recommendation went out there and crushed it. So I got to give uh, you, Jeff Boggess, a giant check mark for for saying, hey, go pick up Jonu Smith. If you can't do it in your league, do him in DraftKings. Yeah, I I started him in every league that I was able to get him. And I did start him in DraftKings and uh, had a big week last week. And he's now one of those players that you can forget about picking him up on the waiver wire. He's gone now. He, the, yeah. as I say, the window of opportunity has slammed shut on John U. Smith at uh, tight end, but uh, we've got some other options this week. We'll look at at the tight end spot for you. Yeah. But I think the big thing we got to talk about, and you started at the top was 
this was a week of injuries like nobody's business. And I want to bring up one injury in particular because we knew a little bit uh, over the weekend, but today we found out more. And that is Tyrod Taylor. Oh, now, yes. initially, it was he had suffered an adverse reaction to an injection he was given because he had some rib issues. Today, we find out that adverse reaction was the fact that the doctor giving him the needle in the ribs went through the ribs and punctured my man's lung before the game. So yeah, I didn't, I didn't know if the, the team doctor was still going to be the team doctor after this week, but um, it, what was interesting is he had some, some cracked ribs and he was being given a painkiller. Unfortunately it was near his rib area and the doctor must have took a really poor angle when you know you want you want to be able to, uh, you know it's I guess I guess he didn't play operation the game operation when right. as a kid because uh, he he definitely shocked Tyrod Taylor. How about was it Herbert the the quarterback who yeah. didn't even know he was going to start until, until warmups, and he almost beat the Chiefs. I mean he played a game that was out of this world. Um, you know are you going to pick him up in fantasy or play him this week? Probably not. He's a good bye week fill in. But we need to see, like I say, it's a small sample size. One, one game does not make a quarterback. He's, you know, if you're in a two, two quarterback league, that's a different conversation. But in a 10 or 12 team league right now, he's, he's not a guy you want to start this week. Yeah, and I got to give props to Tyron Taylor, too, for the thought of him even going out there with his cracked ribs. My hairdresser uh, has a broken rib, maybe two broken ribs. She's out for four weeks, and she just cuts hair. Uh, this guy was going to go out there and play football. Yeah, I think the difference is is uh, the hairdresser don't have access to the pain-numbing uh, you know, needles right before a game. But even if you do uh, get those injections, you – you know, he was having trouble breathing, and I don't know if it was because a combination of the, the 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 cracked ribs or bruised ribs, and the, uh, the the punctured lung. But you know, that's a that's just a testament to Tyrod Taylor. He's a strong player. You know, when he'll 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 fight through the pain. So it'll be his job. Probably, I don't know. I don't know if he'll have it when he comes back. We don't know how long he's going to be out too. Yeah, as far as we know, he's definitely going to be out for this weekend. And then based upon the way practice or lack of practice for one, uh, uh, Jimmy G, Jimmy Garoppolo, it looks like with his high ankle sprain that who, who knows how long he's going to be out, but it looks like probably this week. Yeah, he, he was officially ruled out today for okay. week three. Right. Yeah, that was late breaking news. And uh, yeah, he's out. So, uh, you know, they're playing, who are they playing the Giants this week? That's right. Yeah, it, 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 it'll be a good game for the receivers and especially one of the running backs we're going to talk about in a little bit. Yeah, and then uh, another one uh, who's going to miss a couple of weeks that had a lot of promise is the uh, Broncos quarterback, Drew Locke. Yeah, you know, Drew Locke, um, he wasn't a ne- necessarily a quarterback you're starting in fantasy anyway. He was borderline. He was probably a high QB2. But now what, what that – that whole team is decimated. I mean, we haven't even gotten into Cortland Sutton yet. He tore his ACL. He's out for the year. So you're yeah. down a quarterback. You're down arguably their starting wide receiver, number one wide receiver. You've got rookie Jeremy Judy left as the only viable uh, receiver for Denver. And uh, it's a mess. I, I would uh, – anybody that's playing both Carolina or, or Denver, 
I would be I would be streaming their defenses for the rest rest and, and until McCaffrey comes back. We haven't even talked about him yet. Uh, what have you heard about him so far? Yeah, he's been officially put on the IR. And when you're put on the IR, you have to sit out a minimum of three weeks. But with a high ankle sprain, it is more leaning towards four weeks, mm-hmm. four to six. Worst case scenario, six weeks. Best case scenario, three to four weeks. So you have to look at, um, hopefully, um, you drafted for depth. This is why I always say don't draft a kicker or a, a defense until you know, your last two picks because there's not that really that much of a difference mm-hmm. in, in defenses and, and kickers. Plus, you know, who's the number one defense right now? It's, it's not necessarily – it's not – you know, everyone drafted San Francisco or yep. Pittsburgh – as their number one, number two defense. And, and right now they're in the middle of the pack. I mean, San Francisco's not doing well defensively at all. So, you know, you want to you wanna get those handcuffs for sure. If you have a stud, you know, like McCaffrey or Saquon Barkley or Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah. Uh, but you also want to get those guys that you think are going to emerge. And if you drafted based on that, uh, you should be okay. But if you didn't, you know, you're going to have to get lucky on the waiver wire this week with, with their backups, assuming that they didn't get drafted. So in this, in this example, Mike Davis of Carolina uh, is, is going to be the guy that uh, will fill in for the next three or four weeks. Uh, you know, I, I actually I think he's going to get at least 10 carries, if not more. He should have uh, five to six targets in the passing game. I mean, I think he's a great option, not only to start this week as a flex player or RB2, but uh, I think he's $5,100 in DraftKings. He's a, a really good sneaky play this week uh, uh, in in DraftKings at running back. Yeah, and I feel for Carolina too, that that offense is built for running and or, or being able to catch out of the backfield and go, and you just lost the most prolific running back in the NFL for a little bit. And then I feel like this is such a weird season. If he's out six weeks and the team's not doing well, I almost feel like they might go, Christian, I know you don't want to do this. But we're going to put you on the shelf. All right, we're going we're gonna to wrap you in some bubble wrap and we're just going to let you hang out, go work out in the gym, and we'll put you back in next season. How about that? Right. I, we're gonna, I feel like they can do that. <laughs> right, and they need a quarterback. So, you know, if they wanted to um, maybe tank for Clemson's quarterback, yeah, um, that could be an option. And uh, talk about a great city for him to go to, too. I mean, Clemson isn't terribly far from Charlotte. So that's – It uh, is not, yes. That is a great fit. Yeah. And Trevor Lawrence, that, he's, he's already uh, looking at that, I'm sure, real estate in, in Charlotte. Yeah, so we'll see what happens. Uh, Saquon Barkley, uh, what uh, I think people initially thought was just, you know, just a little bit of injury uh, turned into uh, it's, he's all done. Yeah, this is the second season in a row. He's missed significant time. Well, he's out with a torn ACL for the rest of the season. So uh, it, it'll be interesting to see, you know, here's another team. The Giants are going nowhere. They're, they will probably end up with a, a top five draft pick. Wouldn't surprise me at all uh, this season. And that's, that's going to be a, a tough team to watch. If you're a Jets or a Giants fan, uh, Carolina fan, it's unfortunately, I think it's going to be a long season. But um, speaking of the Giants, they did. Uh, sign a former running back here out of Atlanta. They sure did, uh, and I was so tempted to try to pick him up, but I'm before you get into who it is, let me tell okay. you who I have, and you tell me if you think I did a good job by not picking him up. I okay. have Derrick Henry. Yes. I have Joe Mixon. I have yes. 
DeAndre Swift, Kareem Hunt, and then I've yes. got uh, Gibson out of Washington. Oh, you're fine. You don't yeah. need it. You don't need it. Who? You, first of all, who are you going to drop? I almost you know? debated about dropping uh, uh, Allen Robinson from the Chicago. No, no. Because no, no. <laughs> he hasn't no. done anything for me yet. Right, right. Well, nobody in Chicago has done anything, but that's okay. They're playing the Falcons this week. So did, did you know that, um, speaking of the Falcons, uh, oh, there's so much to talk about the Falcons, but uh, let's see, Wilson – Hat was the offensive player of the week in week one last Russell week. Wilson. Russell Wilson. Yeah. Dak Prescott, offensive player of the week, week two. If Mitchell Trubisky is the offensive player in week three for the Bears against the Falcons, they might as well just fire the entire staff. I mean, uh, the, the Falcons have hit a new low. Yeah. Uh, and I, I unfortunately just, uh, for them, the – you know, it was it was a tough game, but the the onside kick at the end of that game, uh, you know, first the commentators are talking about how they're teeing it up by not teeing it up. Literally, it's sitting on the ground. Mm-hmm. I've seen less effort for actually kicking a ball than I have from like a five year old. So he walks up and just kind of pooches it like this weird little tiny kick and maybe it threw off the defense or I guess becoming offense of the Falcons receiving the ball and they totally forgot how to play football. I think the special teams coach for Dallas has to be a genius. He probably watched tape and was in a, in a situation before, whether it was against the Falcons or another team to where they had, kicked it to where the ball looked like it was only going to go five yards, but it kept rolling. And it, it appeared that the players that were out there to defend the onside kick didn't realize that they could touch the ball right. anytime. They don't have to wait till it goes 10 yards. Yeah. But they were backing up from it like, oh, don't touch it until it goes 10 yards. It right. was weird. I'm like, jump on the ball, jump on the ball. I, yeah. I don't know. It was it was strange. It was uh, electric. And so uh, let's just mention the player's name. And then later on, we'll, we'll get to our uh, bogus or bogus to see if you think he's going to be worth anything. And yes. That is former Falcon. Who is it? Devontae Freeman. Yeah. Sexy name uh, to be mentioned uh, for that. So we'll find out if you think he is a bogus or a bogus here in a little bit. But unfortunately, we still have too many more names uh, for injuries. And before we get on to the next one, do you think we've had this rash of injuries because not proper conditioning getting into this, not proper camps, not doing preseason, and then essentially they're playing harder than I think they would be for preseason game number two, and this is what happens. I do. I think you have to, you know, you had an abbreviated camp. You had abbreviated, you had no preseason. So, you know, it's muscle memory. You've got to get back into, you can't, you know, you can't go from zero to 60 in football. You, you have to ramp up to it. And, and unfortunately, we're seeing a slew of injuries. I mean, if I don't think I don't know if anybody's graphed it. It'd be interesting to to look at the metrics on this, but I don't remember after two weeks of playing to have this many key players at the skill positions injured or out yeah. for the season. I mean, there's a lot, an incredibly amount of of people. And from a fantasy perspective, it's tough because you probably drafted Michael Thomas. He's going to be out for a while. You probably drafted Barkley or you drafted, you know, uh, McCaffrey. So mm-hmm. you, you, you're, you're behind the eight ball because, you know, you were looking at, 
I mean, arguably, McCaffrey and Barkley went one and two. And Barkley's out for the season. McCaffrey's out four to six weeks. But looking at a 14-week league before or 13 weeks before the playoffs, you know, you're looking at McCaffrey being out almost 50% of your games. And if you lose a majority of those games, uh, it's going to be tough to make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. You know, you're at, your, at this point, you're just trying to uh, limp into the playoffs because you're not going to finish in the top two. You're not going to get a first round by more than likely, unless you just had a stellar draft or you just have an incredible, a good depth in your drafting, or you got lucky on the waiver wire and, and got some of these players that are stepping into the job. Yeah. It, it's going to be tough. Yeah, and I know these players have families and careers and all that, but I uh, just, as they've happened, I've just looked ahead just to see if I have to play any of them. And if these monsters are going to be out and I get the automatic win, I, right. I don't feel bad about that. Uh, they, they'll survive. <laughs> They're all mostly millionaires. Uh, all right, out right. of New Jersey, and I will tell you, I picked up uh, Indianapolis's defense this week. I, I made my first waiver wire claim. I dropped the Chicago Bears defense because I like to stream my defense. And I picked up uh, the Colts because they're going up against the Jets. And uh, one of the reasons is uh, Le'Veon Bell also pulled a Saquon Barkley. He did. Uh, He's actually out with a hamstring injury. Uh, he is eligible to return in three weeks, but I, has he been ruled out for the year? No, I'm no. Not, I just mean from oh. the standpoint of like another big name guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Who, who gets injured. And with a hammy, it's going to be one of those things that – It's lingering. Yeah. It's not, I, yeah. I just can't see him producing for the year. Uh, you know, Not that you were going to hang a lot of hopes on, on Le'Veon Bell. I think the Pittsburgh situation from a year ago uh, or, or more – once he got out of there, I didn't think he was going to be a stellar back. I don't know. It's just something about that combination there. And then when I saw that it was a hamstring injury, I was like, Ooh, good luck. Just getting over that. I mean, I get the running backs, you know, they get beat on so much harder than the the wide receivers do. It's hard for these guys to, to, to make a comeback from that. But another big name guy, um, you know, at least out for what, at least three weeks. Is that, is that what I'm hearing? Yeah, at least three weeks. Uh, he, he was placed on the injured reserve, so minimum of three weeks. And you've got, I think, Frank Gore is his backup. I mean, Frank That's Gore. That's a journeyman. <laughs> exactly. I, I, you know, if, if I hear Frank Gore is going into the offense, I, I don't shudder or anything like that. It's, right. You know, I, I'm, I'm sure that the Indianapolis defense will be licking their chops this week. Definitely a good defense to stream and actually I had them as the number six, number seven defense for the year to start with. So I actually have them in a couple of my leagues where I waited on defenses uh-huh. and it's paid off. So, so let's, let's stay in Indy. Uh, and this person is done uh, for the whole year and that's Marlon Mack. Yeah. You, so with that, who are you picking up in Indy then? Uh, probably nobody. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, they have Jonathan Taylor. I shouldn't say, I, um, but but he was drafted, okay? Yeah. Uh, he he's not going to be on your waiver wire. He's right. he's actually a, a, I think a, a a top five play this week. I mean, if you have him, you're getting him into your lineup. He's he's going to have a big week versus that uh, that Jets defense. But you know, after Jonathan Taylor, you know who who are you looking at? I mean, right. there's there's there there's not much. There there really isn't. You've got what do you have? Uh, Hines. 
Is it Nahim Himes? Nahim Himes? Nahim Himes. Say that five times fast. No kidding. Uh, yeah, he's uh, he, he, he's somebody, but he's been hurt too. So, I mean, yeah. you know. Uh, and you're, you're I not think, writing uh, mom and dad about anybody on the no, I, I, and and um, you know, last week he he did play at I think one target, right? He caught one pass for four yards. I mean, he he's a running back and he he gets in junk time and he, he catches a four yard pass. Yeah, he's he can't pass block, uh, he's not a great name. Uh, it's it's really for Indianapolis, it's it's Jonathan Taylor or or forget it, don't don't even look at the uh. Uh, at that is a, a possible situation for you to play this week. Yeah, later on, we'll talk about some running backs that, that you can pick up. Uh, and yes. then I was happy to see that uh, uh, Raheem uh, Mossert is supposed to be playing against me this week, uh, but he will not be able to do that because he's got a uh, sprained MCL. Yeah, he's definitely he has not been placed on the IR yet, but that's another injury canard that is really tough to bounce back from i i see him missing several weeks i just care about this one because uh <laughs> this is when he's supposed to play me and i was so excited too because i was looking at uh and the great thing is i'm playing the commissioner of my league too and uh he does have ceh so he's got a good running back there he's got mustard uh and but then his other uh running back that he has is uh, carry on johnson out of Detroit, and that's literally the only other running back that he has. Everything else is all Q, uh, are, uh, wide receivers, and it's not like Karrion Johnson's been uh, lighting things up uh, so far. Uh, he's got 1.4 points for his first week and then 9.2 for his second go-round. Uh, I mean, I've got DeAndre Swift. Uh, I'd rather have him and then, or Adrian Peterson over him. You know, looking at the San Francisco situation, you, if, if you were able to pick up, let's say, Jarek McKinnon, Okay, I think he's a viable option this week. I have him as a flex play, but there's there's also, you know, looking at Jeff Wilson, uh, you don't want to pick him up. So leave him on your waiver wire. Uh, McKinnon's the guy you want to get. Uh, he used to play, I believe, for Minnesota, and right, came yeah. over to yeah, he came over to to San Francisco. Um, we'll see what he does. Uh, the, the weird thing was he he has. He he only had I think three carries last week, and uh, but he, but he had a touchdown last week. And the second week in row, he said a touchdown. So in a a let's say non PPR points per reception like a standard league, he's really good because he gets the goal line carries. Um, but if you're looking for a running back that you know is going to get, you know, on the year he's had three receptions for I think 20 yards. So yeah, uh, not, not exactly, but, but now he should see some more playing time. So, and they're going up against the giants. So it, it is a high risk, high reward play. It really is. I mean, if, if you had Saquon Barkley or you had McCaffrey and you were able to pick up McKinnon, yeah, you're going to play him. If you have no depth, uh, I have him ranked in my top 30. So if you're in a, you know, uh, two running back league, 10 team, 12 team or with a flex spot, He's he's flex worthy, but uh, you know I, I don't expect a lot of great things out of him this week. But he he's serviceable. He's a guy that can help you get by. Yeah. So an early uh, bogus or bogus bogus Jer Jerick McKinnon bogus on Jeff Wilson. 
Yeah, what's crazy is we've already gone through like 10 injuries already, and we haven't even gotten to the tight ends uh, or running or wide receivers. Uh, tight ends, it just comes down to, uh, before we get to wide receivers, uh, George Kittle, uh, sprained MCL. I have George Kittle, and that's why we know he's injured, uh, injured because uh, <laughs> you own him. of being on my team. Right. Uh, there, he, he did do some limited practicing uh, today, and we're recording this on Wednesday. Uh, but the one fear is, I guess, the field uh, at, uh, was it Met? Life Stadium, is that what they call it, where the Giants play? I guess that field isn't amazing. And so they're worried about he could uh, further harm himself just by simply playing on that field as opposed to if he played in, like, any of these other ones. Yeah, the other thing is they're, they're expecting some bad weather. Uh, the remnants of, uh, I think, Tropical Storm Beta is supposed to be up there this weekend. So you're, you're looking at uh, – you know, another potential for him to get hurt, but he's, he's one of the toughest players uh, out there playing right now. And he's a guy that, Hey, I'm going in. If I can, he'll play. The question is how well will he play? And that's, that's a risky play. If you have other options, uh, you know, I'd rather get a guy that has a, um, maybe not as high ceiling as Kittle. I mean, Kittle could get two touchdowns. Okay. Mm -hmm. But he can also get, one catch for five yards or he could get hurt in the second quarter. And do you, if you have other viable options available, you want to play them. It's just the game sometimes is about minimizing your risk. Um, unless you, you know, if what I always do when I, when I'm putting my lineups in, I look who I'm playing and I look at the projected scores. And if I'm down, let's say 10 to 20 points against somebody, I'm, I tend to get a little bit more risky because I have to, because I have to have players, you know, exceed their projected stats to beat the other player, assuming that he meets his projected stats. Mm -hmm. But if it's a close matchup, I'm going to reduce my risk and, you know, look at other viable players at that position that may not have the potential to get 30 points, but I know that they're, they're not going to lay a goose egg. Okay. So that's 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 my risk reward. It, it depends on your who you have on your bench, obviously, or who's in the waiver wire. But also looking at what's the projected score that you're going up against, and and do you have better options to, you know, if 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 it's going to be a blowout to start with, then yeah, you're going to play Kittle because he has the potential of putting up 30 fantasy points. But if it's a closer matchup, I'm probably going to bench him. It's almost like the stock market. You know, your blue chip stocks are the right. ones that always perform and they're the slow and steady. Exactly. And, yes. and I, I feel you on that. All right, so let's move into wide receivers because there's a, a myriad of them uh, that, that got some injuries. And, and unfortunately, you know, we have to say out for the season again um, uh, for, for a player. And this one happens to be, you mentioned him earlier, Cortland uh, Sutton uh, out of Denver. Uh, now he's, uh, he's out for the year with a torn ACL. Yeah, it's it's a shame. This is the second year that he is uh he's been hurt. Uh he's he's really gonna start to get that injury tag associated with him in in future drafts. He's done. Uh, then you kinda mentioned earlier for Denver, you just are we just staying away from uh, from players there? Jeremy Judy's a great running I mean great receiver, no doubt. Mm. But he's a rookie and he's he's making rookie mistakes. He's he's um he's not going going to be as fantasy viable as he was when uh, Drew Locke was there, and even 
even when Cortland Sutton was there. Now they're going to double team Judy. He's the only receiver there. Um, and they're probably going to put eight men in the box. They're going to try to force them to, to run. And I don't know. I would, I would avoid that whole situation in Denver. I would, once again, I would, whoever's playing Denver this week, start their defense because they're going to put up a lot of points. Gotcha. Uh, One guy who's done, uh, you know, had a stellar, uh, you know, week one, uh, week two, not as much. Uh, Now uh, with a hamstring issue, uh, Devontae Adams. Yeah. And of course I started him in all my DraftKings contests. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was glancing at the, the points and I was looking at, wow, what's going on here? And I look at Adams and he had hardly any points. I'm like, what is going on? And, you know, to compound the problem, you know, I had Aaron Rodgers as my starting quarterback in DraftKings. So, I did it too. I'm feeling good. So far, you and I had two of the same <laughs> players. I feel pretty good about myself. Yeah. Uh, but they, in, if, if you play in DraftKings, what's, what's interesting is if you look at your team, you will see little icons at times. And one is a fire icon. <laughs> yes. And one is a and one. And last week I had a blizzard. Okay. It was like, it was a blizzard. <laughs> this is the only yeah. way I can describe it. Um, and Devontae Adams, blizzard. I mean, he had, he had the snowflake last week because you spent, he was the highest salaried wide receiver. I think you spent $8,100 on him. You were banking on 23 fantasy points. And I think he ended up with less than five. Now he went out in the second quarter and as a precautionary, they, they held him out. And they're very, they're known to be um, cautious with any sort of injuries. Uh, I don't think he's going to, he's, he's going to play this week. I think they're going to give him the week off. So you, you're looking at um, a couple of different receivers that, that could be available um, on the waiver wire for you for, for Green Bay. That, that's probably your, oh, your uh, best Mar- bet. Mar- Marquez uh, Valdez Scantling. That's it. Yeah. yeah. And, MBS is what I usually just say. Yes. So, so he's, he's a, a decent option this week if you're looking for a, a fill-in wide receiver. Alan Lazard is another one I like. I actually like him better than um, MBS this week. Uh, I, have, uh, I think I have him ranked right now in uh, the top, top 30, top 40. So he's a, he's a decent play. Uh, and and I look for that New Orleans game to be pretty high scoring. So, you know, you can play Marquez, Valdez, Scantling, uh, but I I, I really uh, – that, that's a tough one, Kennard. I, I think Lazard is the better play. Um, but, you know, he, he had 45 yards last week. Yeah. So it's, it's hit or miss. Uh, I, I'm definitely not playing Aaron Rodgers this week or probably any Green Bay Packers. I mean, the, the, bene, the beneficiary um, of all of this, of course, last week was their running game. And, you know, yes. gangbusters. Um, Aaron, Aaron Jones was the man to, to own in DraftKings last week. Uh, unfortunately, I did not play him. I played Derrick Henry, so who also I. threw up a snowflake. Yeah, because I have him on, you know, my team. But you know, this is some of those games too, where I think you know Aaron Rodgers comes back, and you know he doesn't have Devontae Adams, or more than likely won't have Devontae Adams. So he kind of goes out and then has one of those games. You're like, well, I didn't play him because he doesn't have Devontae, right? Uh, and then you know, also like Drew Brees, um, because you know Drew did not look. It wasn't a very great showing of him this past weekend. And then you've got Michael Thomas. 
who's going to be out for a couple of weeks with a high ankle sprain. So now you're missing, uh, you know, the, their number one guy. Yeah, Drew Brees, you're going to start him if you own him. I mean, he's a top 12 quarterback. He's, he's probably your number one QB that you drafted. And, um, you know, I, I, I think it was tough without, without having Michael Thomas. When was the last time we ever said that Brees threw only one touchdown a game? I mean, typically more what we're susceptible of with, with Drew Brees. Um, but, you know, he still had over 300 yards passing. But he, he's really living and dying with, with Thomas in that lineup. So hopefully uh, he'll, he'll come back sooner than later. And, you know, you still have Alvin Kamara out of the backfield. Oh, yeah, who had a, so a base money the game too. Yeah, he, he, he's a workhorse. He, he was ripping through that uh, defense for Oakland like it was a peewee league for at least the first half of that game. Like he was just going through like it was nothing. Yeah, I, I really think that uh, Kamara has played so well after they, they finally got him signed. And, man, he, he looked really, really good um, against the Raiders. And did you know that he had um, more receiving yards than rushing yards, which no, is – Yeah, he had, I think, almost 100 yards receiving and I think a little less than 80 yards rushing. Uh, he caught nine. I remember he caught uh, nine passes. Yeah, that's, so that's uh, why I wish I would have been able to pick him up. But uh, alas, I've yeah. got Derrick Henry who did not do that. <laughs> All right, let's. No, go. he he did not. Well, let's go north uh, to Detroit. Kenny uh, Galladay was one that is injured, but is there a chance he comes back this week? Yeah, it's looking very strong for Galladay to come back this week, and he's very suppressed in DraftKings. Uh, I even saw somebody in, I think it was Southside Steve probably, that uh, dropped him in, in, in my league. So I in have a way of eight leagues that you're in? Yes. So I, I, I was pleasantly surprised to see somebody drop them. I want to mention uh, A.J. Brown because uh, he's got a uh, bone bruise. Yeah, you know, the, the thing about A.J. Brown is he has a really good matchup this week against, you know, at Minnesota. But he hasn't practiced all week. He, hasn't, he didn't practice today. So are they holding him out as precautionary? Um, I mean, really, uh, he might not even suit up this week. That's, and, you know, the, the sneaky play last week or the, the sneaky pickup was Corey Davis. And Corey Davis did nothing last week. Well, that's because John U. Smith – your pick um, from last week. My pick from last week actually um, received a bulk of the, uh, the, 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 the passes. So, yeah, uh, if you want to hang on to A.J. Brown, don't, don't get rid of him. Uh, he, he is going to be fantasy viable this year, it's, but it's a knee injury. So, worst-case scenario, he's out another week. But – this is a really good matchup against Minnesota. Minnesota's terrible against the pass. If you've got him, we'll see if he ends up playing. All right, we only got two more before we're done with injuries and, and the myriad of those, and we'll get to uh, uh, Bogus or Bogus. Uh, and that is uh, Chris Godwin uh, out of Tampa Bay. Um, he was having some head issues. Is he good to go? Yeah, he's going to be uh, – looks like he, he's been cleared for concussion protocol. He'll be back in that lineup. Uh, you know, last week they said they were going to get Evans the ball and Brady got him the ball. Yeah. And, and unfortunately, Scotty Miller, who I told everybody to pick up, he was, you know, the Julian Edelman equivalent in Tampa. Uh, not so much. 
So yeah, uh, but neither was OJ Howard either. I thought that was going to be. I, a, I mean, there was there was a yeah. few connections there, and I think yeah. they're starting to build that. But I think there's a rapport between Godwin and and Brady because when he wasn't connecting with Evans in the first game, he was connecting with Godwin, and then you know now he's connecting with with Mike Evans in the second game. So I think Brady's figuring this out. You know, and one thing that Brady said was, "I've got you know." 10,000 throws with my old teammates. I've got maybe a couple of hundred, like 200 with these guys. Uh, right. So it's going to take a little bit of that time to get into that rhythm and, and start trusting them. You know, there's a lot of mouths to feed in that offense. So the question is, you know, you're going to start Evans. You're going to start Godwin. The other, the other ones, you know, really uh, Fournette's a interesting play. I don't know if I'd play him this week or not. I don't know. It's a tougher. It's a tougher matchup, but you want to you want to hold on to Fournette if you have him. He 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 will emerge as the number one running back there in Tampa, and I think he's going to have a good season with under Brady. And I think whoever it is, if it's because uh, Peyton Barber's their other guy, right? Is right. Who it is? Yeah. Um, yeah. They're going to see a lot of playing time because they're they're at Denver or going up against Denver this week, and with the Broncos' def- uh, offense kind of reeling, I think. T. Brady's going to have a good chance of just being out there and, and, and you know, putting up some good points. So uh, the, that could, Tampa Bay could be interesting play uh, for either DraftKings uh, or your regular league. All right, let's do uh, Indianapolis uh, for the last injury that we have, and that is Paris Campbell. Uh, we, we've said so many different letters. Uh, my man has sprained two of them. Uh, he has a sprained MCL and a PCL. I don't even uh, know, uh, know I what I think it's PCL a pectoral, uh, pectoral li- ligament. I don't know what, but that's, that's what happens when you have muscles. Uh, you're able to strain them a lot easier than us. Yes. When you have muscles on top of muscles, yes. I think it's, it's easier to strain those. I, I personally don't have that problem. So yeah, no, that's why um, so I don't know where my got, PCL is. <laughs> the doctors can't find it either. <laughs> so, so yeah, he's uh, Paris is, is, is going to be out for, I, I, for for a very long time so the question becomes you know who are you looking at to potentially replace him and um i i I don't know he he's going to be out because they have a bye week coming up um on week seven so he may just sit out until and then come back in um in week eight the question is you know who are we looking at from a standpoint of replacements in Indianapolis, you know, you already have T.Y. Hilton. So if you have him, you're definitely going to start him. But, um, you know, another name you might want to look at, Michael Pittman Jr., uh, potential to be a, a top 50 play this week. Uh, Zach Pascal. Uh, Pascal, I think, was a, a computing language I learned in college. <laughs> <laughs> you want to you want to you'll never use Pascal language and you will never use Zach Pascal in your fantasy leagues. He's right now the 80th ranked wide receiver that I have this week on the website. And, uh, you know, you have to remember Philip Rivers, who averages an interception a game. Uh, I know it's the Jets. I know it's a good matchup, but, you know. Outside of Hilton, I, I really don't see a lot of fantasy uh, points out of their wide receivers this week. So 
I, I would avoid them at all costs. So that segues us nicely to Bogus or Bogus. So you're going Bog, uh, Bogus as they are, uh, if you could pick them up for Michael Pittman Jr. And then Bogus for uh, Zach Pascal. So we're passing. I am. I am. Right. And let's not forget to talk about Devonte Freeman. Oh, we're going. That's where we're starting with uh, Bogus, oh, uh, Bogus or Bogus. Uh, we mentioned him earlier. Uh, very tempting to, to see uh, that he's sitting right there. And for people who had Saquon Barkley, who have uh, a, a pretty solid uh, running back that or Mossert or, or McCaffrey, like they had like Pavlov's dog. They had to see Devonte Freeman and go, ooh. So. Is he bogus worthy or is he bogus uh, since the New York Giants picked him up? They picked him up for a one-year deal. I, I know he signed. I didn't see what the terms of his agreement was. Is it yeah. for just a single? It's probably very uh, incentive-laden uh, contract to where he has to, you know, get so many yards or play so many games injury-free. So it'll, it'll be interesting to see. So, so the answer to your question, Kennard, he doesn't know the playbook. Is he going to suit up? Yes. Is he going to get in the game? Maybe. But, you know, they're basically going to be in the huddle and say, okay, uh, run it off the tackle on two, you know, yeah. because he doesn't know the, the, the naming of their plays. It's going to take him, you know, a week or two to get the playbook. I mean, look at Leonard Fournette, what he did two weeks ago when he came on the team. He didn't he – saw, he saw very little action. So it takes about a week or so to get up to speed and um, building the rapport with the quarterback – so, but I do think he's bogus the rest of the season. I really do. So um, this week we get the bogus bogus. We get it. We get a twofer. <laughs> and get a twofer. Then, and then after that, uh, he gets the bogus seal of approval. Yes, it's, it's right, the uh, bogus bogus. Yes. Yeah. Earlier, we, as we were going through injuries, we had mentioned uh, you know Mossert being out, and so we already uh, bogus. Uh, we bogus Jeff Wilson for the yes. running back for San Francisco, and we bogus. Jarek McKinnon. So we, we've got those and we, and we uh, did Michael Pittman Jr. just a moment ago for the Bogus, right. Zach Pascal for the Bogus. bogus right. Uh, so let's look at the Rams uh, with their running back, Daryl Henderson. Yeah, is he a uh, Bogus or is he a Bogus? I, I'm, this is a really tough call. You I can't I, give him both. He can't pull I can't, a, a Freeman. I can't. You got to give him I one. Can't. <laughs> I'm going to give him a Bogus for for week three. I okay. think Acres is still going to be a long shot to play Sunday, so it comes down to Henderson. I don't know. It, it, it's. I, I think Brown and Henderson can be fantasy viable this week. I think he's a. I think Henderson's probably a, a low running back two in your lineups this week or mm -hmm. a high flex. So yeah, I'm going to say Henderson is in your lineups this week and he is bogus. And it could be one of those situations you were talking about earlier too, where the, you know, the high rate of returned, where if you, if you got to take, you know, it's, it's tight or you, or you're behind and you really feel like you got to make a play, maybe right. he can have a, a high return uh, yes. to something that you, you think might not have been a good week for you. Right, uh, I, very much a, a very much a one of those uh, growth stocks. You know, yeah. it's not it's not like IBM. It's something that he, it it could it could um it could pop this week. 
Now I'm going to throw one at you that's on mine and okay. uh, you may be prepared for this name or not, but I've just, I was surprised to see um, how well he did. Uh, he had over a hundred yards and he had two scores this week for, uh, for Cleveland. And that is one uh. Kareem Hunt. Cause I have him sitting on my bench the last couple of weeks, you know, for, for two weeks now. And, and, you know, the first week he double digits for me with 10 on the bench this week, 23 points for me on the bench. And now I'm starting to feel like, uh, is he an RB three or, or even an RB two? Like what's going on there? Isn't it Chubb's yeah, he game? Is. I mean, it, Nick Chubb is still a, a top 10 running back. Uh, of course I have Kareem Hunt in a couple of leagues and he sat on my bench Thursday night. Didn't feel comfortable playing him. I don't, I don't feel comfortable playing a backup running back. Uh, but I think in this situation, you can have two really good running backs, both get a lot of fantasy points. Now, the matchup against the Redskins defense is a tough one. Yeah. Okay. Even with Chubb, uh, it's, I would say, yeah, you're going to, you're obviously going to, you're going to start Chubb, but do you start Kareem Hunt? That's really the question this week. And the answer is yes. I'm going Bogus on Kareem Hunt this week. He was unstoppable last week. Uh, you know, I, I really think that he's going to have a big game. I really do. And, and maybe they just go with a hot hand, whether it's Chubb or Hunt or both. I, they're both really hot right now. That's the crazy yeah, thing. You know, if you, if yeah. you look at the three-headed monster in Detroit, uh, between Johnson and Peterson and Swift, you know, they are playing a hot hand here. They just give the ball to Chubb or to Hunt, and those guys just run. It's remarkable. Yeah, I mean, he had 22 fantasy points last week. He actually finishes the fifth best running back overall in fantasy in week two. But it was a great matchup against Cincinnati. Yeah. Uh, Washington's a little bit tougher defense, but still, uh, he he's definitely going to be in your lineup this week. I, right. I would start him. He's bogus. Good. That was a guilty uh, one for me because I, I needed to know. All right, let's look at uh, Mike Davis. Uh, we talked about him earlier because of Christian McCaffrey being out uh, for Carolina. Is Mike Davis going to be a bogus play this week or a bogus? He's a bogus play. And, you know, it depends what, what you're looking for. You know, he, he had 75 total yards last week. Um, but he didn't get right. You know, McCaffrey didn't come out till I think was it the second quarter? It was after he he had scored his touchdown. Yeah. So so Davis didn't get a full four quarters. You know, we really haven't seen. We have a small sample size. It's at the Chargers. It's it's a tough matchup. Uh, the the Chargers have a top ten run defense. So it, it won't be an easy easy situation. But he's uh, yeah, you got to start him. I I. I I think he's a flex play. I don't, I don't see him as a, I, I see him as a top 30 running back this week, but yeah. if you're looking for him to be in the top 10, I don't think you're going to get that this week. Yeah. And uh, honestly, if it holds true from this last game, you could have made a drinking game out of the announcers going, uh, Davis is making the most out of his opportunity right now. <laughs> uh, so with this, this game coming up where he'll be getting the start, I'm sure it's going to be said many, many times. Oh yeah. It'll be, it'll be, your, you know, thanks for keeping the bench warm, you know, and, uh, Davis will he'll have his 15 minutes of fame for the next three to six weeks, and then he'll go into obscurity. But yeah, he's a he's a low end RB three this week or a flex play. So our next player was a 
uh, was a pick last week of the you should start this player. Uh, we picked these players at DraftKings. Uh, and this week we're going to see it. We've moved him up to the uh, Bogus or Bogus. And that is your man out of Tampa Bay, the next Julian Edelman uh, without the abdominals because uh, Julian's ripped right now. That would be uh, Scott Miller. <laughs> Uh, I, I'd rather start Anthony Miller than, than Scott Miller. <laughs> so you're selling, you're going, Oh, uh, he's bogus. bogus. He's on your guy. He, he sell, sell, sell. He, oh. he, that stock has been sold. Look at you. Fair weather last week. Yeah. Yes. Riding high. This I was all week, in. I was all in. Down. You know what Scott Miller is going to do? Scott Miller is going to listen to this podcast and then he's going to go, I'm going to show you salt in the stats and he's going to go out and have a game. You okay, watch. so so even with Godwin, Chris Godwin out, okay, he he had um, nothing. I mean, he had three targets last week, eleven yards, two catches. That's because Brady's right. playing the long game. So what he's doing is he's making you take your eye off of him now. So then he just rips you up right this this week. <laughs> hey, he's got a good matchup at Denver. I mean, it's a good matchup. Dodd. I just once again we we talked about it earlier on the podcast on the yep. show. Six meat, six mouths potentially to feed in Tampa. Which Scott Miller are we going to get? We're going to get the one that uh, had 73 receiving yards in week one, or we're going to get the guy that, that has 11 yards. Yeah, you know, he's, he's a guy that you'll play in DraftKings this week. If he fits, if, if you're down to like, I don't know, $2,500, $3,000. I think $3,000 is the minimum uh, at wide receiver and DraftKings. So he's probably going like $3,500 this week. So if you can fit him in, yeah, put him in as he, he's a, he's a long shot. Okay. That's, but I'm, I'm off the Scotty Miller bus. He, so he got, he got dropped off after last week's. We will see what happens after he gets run over <laughs> by this bus. And then next week we'll see. All right. Uh, let's look at uh, the chargers and they're running back with Joshua Kelly. Is he a bogus or a bogus? Oh, he's definitely a bogus. Definitely oh, high on him. Oh yeah. Definitely this week with Kelly. It's, um, First of all, they're playing the Carolina Panthers. Carolina has no run defense. Mm -hmm. Okay. Last season, Carolina gave up the most fantasy points uh, to opposing rushing uh, running backs. Okay. So far, they have given up three rushing touchdowns in back-to-back games in weeks one and two. He's not just like a change of pace backup for Austin Eckler. He is a player now. Uh, Let me ask you a trivia question. Who do you think has more carries? Eckler? Or Kelly on the season. I'm through just, two games. Just because of the setup, I'm gonna say it's Joshua Kelly. The answer is neither. They both have the same amount. It's uh, oh, okay. 35 carries each. So yeah, um he's capital B Bogus this week. Get him All in your lineups. Right. So take that one to the bank. Uh, we mentioned this guy last week because I just love his swagger. Uh, so now we've thrown him into the uh, bogus, bogus category. And that is uh, someone that I have in my current DraftKings lineup for my Sunday, Thursday game. And I picked him for my quarterback. That is Gardner Minshew. Now, are you going to tell me I did a good thing by picking him for my quarterback? Or are you going to tell me I just did a bogus thing? I think you did a great thing. Uh, definitely bogus. You know, playing at home against Miami, he's been phenomenal the first two games of the year, okay? Uh, really good matchup. Like I said, the Dolphins, uh, they just got totally shredded by the Buffalo Bills and Josh Allen last week. Mm-hmm. I, I, I see him just steamrolling uh, this week. 
Uh, definitely like what he's done so far. He's, um, he, you know, he has finished as a top 13 quarterback two weeks in a row. He, he was, uh, I think, the ninth best quarterback last week. Uh, you know, here's a guy that, uh, you know, he had a couple of interceptions last week. Okay. That was, we'll forgive that because he did have three touchdown passes for the second week in a row. So if he's available in your leagues, pick him up. Um, he's, he's definitely a big uh, player ad this week. I give him a five-star matchup against Miami. Uh, get him in your lineups. A great DraftKings play for sure. Yeah, and let's go to the opposite side of the ball, that same game. Uh, but for Miami, they're running back Miles Gaskin. Yeah, definitely bogus. I, I really see that, um, that Jacksonville defense shutting down the running game. I mean, I'm still waiting for Tua to get in the game for Miami. So um, I, I, I look at Gaskin as, as maybe a flex play. He's right around running back number, you know, 35 to 40 range. So if you're in a 12-team league, he's on the fringe of, um, of starting or, or being a, a flex play. Uh, you know, the, the thing is, um, he is losing goal line carries, which really hurts him. So you have Jordan Howard, who's coming in and vulturing any goal line opportunities and that's really what hurts him. So he's no more than a, a running back four. So I would say bogus for Gaskin this week. Uh, now let's go to the QB spot. We're going to uh, stay in Tennessee for two players. Uh, we're going to start with the guy who throws it, Ryan Tannehill, and then we're going to get to uh, someone he's throwing it to or not, Corey Davis. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm just not that high on Tannehill. I, I never he's – he's a guy that has been in the league now for a little while. Mm-hmm. Um, he's probably a QB too. Uh, the matchups, you know, it's decent against Minnesota, but if you, if you look at his stats for the first two games, pretty good. You can't argue with two touchdown passes in the first, uh, game and four last week. I mean, that, that put him finishing as the eighth best quarterback last week. So you can't argue that, especially with, you know, AJ Brown really not helping him as much as we had, we had thought he was. Right. Um, and Corey Davis didn't really do much last week. Uh, you know, John U. Smith kind of bailed him out at, at tight end. So, uh, you know, he's, I don't know. It, it's, so it's, it's like a, um, bogus plus <laughs> bogus light, bogus yes. light. <laughs> uh, what about uh, Corey Davis who potentially could get some of those bogus balls? <laughs> yes. Um, I, I think that uh, it, it, once again, it comes down, is Brown going to play? Uh, yeah. I don't think Brown is going to play. And I think Davis is definitely, it's a great matchup from a receiver standpoint against Minnesota. Minnesota is terrible against the pass, um, which will really help out Corey Davis. I, I, I'm all in on Corey Davis this week. I'm going to, I'm going to go Bogus and, he's at least been consistent. Okay. He's had 10 fantasy points two weeks in a row. Okay. But that's against defenses that have been, let's say mediocre. They're not bad. They're not tough. They're, they're mediocre. This is his first matchup to where it's a really bad defense against the pass. So yeah, Corey Davis, I'm going bogus this week.
Okay. And then we mentioned him earlier, Marquez Exxon Valdez Scandling, uh, <laughs> wide receiver for Green Bay with Devontae Adams being out. Uh, are you bogus or bogus on him? I'm going bogus. I, I know that uh, this will probably be the week that I don't start any Green Bay Packers. <laughs> and they will, you know, including Aaron Rodgers, and they'll all have big games against uh, New Orleans. But I'm, I just don't get excited about MBS. It just, he's, he was like the, the shiny penny last year in fantasy, and he just didn't live up to his expectation. Mm-hmm. Uh, not really excited about the, the Green Bay offense whatsoever this week. or uh, I just don't see it. I think there's better options out there. I mean, if you if – you, you know, I have him ranked 48th right now um, in, on the website. So that would put him, you know – not even really in consideration for a flex play or three wide receivers in, in a 12 team league. So there's better options. I mean, I'd rather take my chances with, uh, with, with, with Jerry Judy or Corey Davis for that matter, mm-hmm. or, you know, uh, you know, talking about running back, I mean, receivers, Manuel Sanders is a guy that I I'm going to say is going to have a big game for new Orleans against green Bay. Green Bay is not good against the the pass, and um, it, especially with Thomas probably being out another week, I think Emmanuel Sanders is uh, is a guy that uh, could could have a big game. I mean, he didn't do much last week. Targeted three times, he had one catch, only two fantasy points. He had eight fantasy points the week before. This one's a, a he's better at home, so I I think this is going to be a. Uh, an Emmanuel Sanders kind of weekend. I think he's a sneaky play this week. I'll, I'll say he's bogus. Yeah. And so you would also uh, recommend him uh, and we'll get into this now on players that you would recommend to, uh, we always know, yes, if you've got the big players, you're going to start them. Uh, but from a DraftKings perspective and uh, maybe just some, some players you're high on uh, who should we be rolling with uh, even uh, QB wise uh, running back, whichever ones you got that we, that could kind of give us a leg up this week. Yeah. I mean, if you have, um, Kyler Murray, you're gonna you're gonna start him, okay? But he's a good DraftKings play this week. Sixty eight hundred dollars versus Detroit. Really like uh, what he's done on the ground. He has hundred and almost one hundred and sixty rushing yards. Uh, I think he has three touchdowns on the season on the ground. Good play there. Uh, I, we mentioned Jarek McKinnon, uh, forty nine hundred dollars on at the Giants. He's probably a guy you picked up off your waiver wire. Um, they're going to be without, you know, Mosert, and they're probably going to be without uh, Tevin Coleman. So definitely like um, like that they're going to have to rely on the running game this week. And what a better team to have to rely on against is the New York Giants. So right. I, I really I really like that matchup. Um, you know, if you've got Amari Cooper, you're going to start him. Uh, here's kind of a name we haven't talked about. Um, Deontay Johnson. Uh, he's a receiver for uh, Pittsburgh, and I think he's really building a solid rapport with uh, Ben Roethlisberger. Mm-hmm. And um, he actually has um, the second most targets in the NFL this year, believe it or not, 23. That ties him with uh, Amari Cooper. So Big Ben is looking towards him. Um, he actually has better stats right now than 14 receptions, 149 yards. I, I think uh, Deontay Johnson could be a very sneaky um, pick this week, uh, especially um, 
in in your DraftKings at uh, fifty four hundred dollars. So I like him, and, and I have uh, him on my team too. And I will say he does have a little bit of a toe injury right now, so they're just he didn't practice. Uh, but I, I don't think they think it's gonna that it's gonna keep him out. But uh, he helped save my team this past week, and so I was glad that I that I ended up starting him. I'm uh, glad you did too, and I hope. And then and then one last one. Uh, you know, we didn't talk about tight ends that much today. Uh, we talked about Jonu Smith last week. This mm-hmm. week, Logan Thomas, guy I want you to uh, keep your eye on, the Washington Redskins, playing, um, I'm sorry, the Washington team, football whatever team. they're, the Washington football team. football team. That's going to take two years before well, I then, I'd then say, they're right. going to switch it up. Oh, yeah, they'll be, they'll be something else. They'll finally get a, a, uh, a mascot that we all I think it'll recognize. be the red tails. I think they'll ultimately go with the red, red tails. tails. I think they will. I, I think it works for them. Uh, I also think, uh, and I'll let you get to your player here in a second, sure. uh, that I think it's genius for what they're doing from just a money perspective. So what they do is they were going to get rid of the logo and, the, and, and our mascot and that, uh, that appeases people, which is fine. We're not going to go with a new name yet. We're just going to go with the Washington football team. So here's all this merch that comes out for the Washington football team. So people buy that. And then, uh, then they get to let the fans vote. So they get to have their say for what the new mascot's going to be in team. And then they're more invested in it. And then they roll out the new logo and all this other new set of merch. And they've double dipped in the right. merch business. Man, uh, our, our friend Tommy, he's probably going to have to go through a whole new wardrobe this time next year. Yeah, what's funny is uh, you know the, the talks come up every you know, couple of years of replacing the mascot for the Washington Redskins. And before the, the last go round, it got pretty serious and they didn't change it. And he goes, if they change the name, those aren't my Washington Redskins. You know, like he was going to like disown the team, but like, I'm right. like, like, what are you, are, are you a fan of a, of a name? Or are you a fan right. of a team? You know, if my, if right. my university of Georgia Bulldogs became the fireflies, I'm still right. at the university of Georgia. I, I'm rooting right. for the team. So. Exactly. So, I feel like, um, right, so uh, Washington Logan Thomas. Yeah, Logan Thomas. Definitely like him this week. He's $3,700 playing at Cleveland. You know, right now he ranks uh, third in all tight ends, 17 targets this season, playing uh, almost 100% of the snaps, and definitely their best option in the red zone. This guy's really tall. He's 6'6". He's got like a 250-pound frame. Uh, really like him this week at 3700 bucks in DraftKings. Uh Cleveland is terrible. They've allowed the most fantasy points so far to the opposing tight ends this season. Lock in Logan Thomas in your fantasy leagues and in your DraftKings leagues. That's a good pick, especially after you uh, rolled with a John U. Smith last week. So there are some, some gems in here, and I will make sure that I pay attention. Everyone else should pay attention as well. All right, well, good luck in your leagues. Good luck in uh, your DraftKings, uh, Jeff Boggess, and uh, we will reconvene uh, next week. Uh, as always, if you liked the podcast, uh, make sure you subscribe, and then you give us five stars, and then you write a letter to your parents and tell them about it, and then say, send this to five more people, and then they do it. We're going to start some sort of a pyramid mid-scheme and uh, become the greatest podcast ever. So thank you for joining us, Bogus. Until next week, so long.